Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's still real to be damaged. <laughs> everybody welcome to this week's edition of the snow realtor show episode number 698 for june 29 2023 this is the halfway point award show candidates edition of srtu we will also preview and predict WWE Money in the Bank. I am one after the show i am jeff peck joined every single week by my co-host the one only dr trey franklin Dr. Trey, what is up, my friend? Oh, just like uh, we're talking off air. The other day upright, the other day vertical, uh, blue skies, birds are chirping. I got my – Jeff, I put out a bird bath. I, I didn't – I never thought I'd be the guy who would get excited about putting a bird bath in his yard. But, yes, there I am. I'm excited that I have a bird bath. Is this what I have to look forward to after the age of, like, 40? Yeah, pretty much. Like, okay. I just got home. I had to. I had to run up to the office, and I got back to the house just a few minutes ago. As I'm driving in, I'm like, "Ooh, I get my grass needs cutting. I get to cut my grass today, or today or tomorrow." And I'm like, "Yeah, I, I'm definitely the old man now that's yelling at clouds because I'm like, I got a bird bath. I get to cut my grass. This is a damn good week for me." Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I guess it's the little things, right, that make <laughs> us uh, excited or finding that good deal at the grocery store uh, is what happens after the age of, I guess, 35 and up. Because yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it, they say they say it's all downhill, but really it's like no, no, no. Like all the dumb stuff that we did when we were in our twenties and eight. You look back and you're like, yeah, that was fun. I would never do any of that stuff now. Although, we, my wife and I were talking last night, and I said, uh, hey, when I turn fifty, I'm going skydiving. So that's that's my next big thing is uh, hearing about. Well, now four years is to go skydiving. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if I could do the skydive thing, which is strange coming from a guy who's a firefighter uh, and will go up on heights for climbing ladders and roofs and all that, but I'm not I'm not a fan of of the whole height thing, my friend. I don't think I could jump out of a plane. No, I'm not a so that that's where they like I hate ladders. I hate anything where I can't control my fall. Like I that's like I don't have a fear of heights. I have I have a fear of my stupidity causing me to fall. And I think in a controlled environment, I'm okay with it cuz I can be on top of a 30-story building and look over the edge and I'm fine. But like, if I'm climbing a ladder to get on a roof, I'm like, I'm going to step off and slip and fall and break my hip. So I, I, I think it's the control involved is why, why I'm kind of okay with it. I love that, that to you, there's more control jumping out of like a 30,000 foot plane <laughs> than there is climbing your roof to, uh, to clean your gutters or something. Well, once again, I work in the gutter business, so uh, you shouldn't be cleaning out your gutters. You should, Call me and I can get you taken care of on that. There you go. Cheap plug, right? Give a thumbs up while you're doing it, Mick Foley style. So, yeah, yeah, you know, it's the little things in life. Bird baths, uh, wrestling podcasts, uh, sunny days, uh, not the wrestler, um, you know, stuff like that. You know, I guess this for those that are under the age of 35, this is what you have to look forward to is by listening to two old guys still talk about professional wrestling. Uh, we get excited about cutting grass and installing that bird bath to watch, you know, yeah. Robin just just devour water and get all nice and cool. Oh, I got I got happy day pulling in my driveway because we have these baby pigs running around my yard. I was like, is that an armadillo? And I'm like, no, it's just one of my pigs. Like, like I never thought I'd be the guy that'd be excited watching baby pigs and ducks run around his yard. So that's another thing you can add to the list. All right, hey, add it to the list. We'll have to do this like running thing now where. <laughs> Uh, how you could tell you're old and it's just things that we just ramble off on. It's like, uh, 
You know that late night infomercial? Yeah, when you make that phone call to buy that heated blanket, oh. man, that makes me so happy. A heated so- weighted blanket's fantastic. See, this is what we're talking about, folks. This is what we're talking about. We'll do a shopping list towards Christmas time. Um, speaking of Christmas time, typically around that time frame, uh, the week before, uh, in between Christmas and New Year's, we always do our award show, uh, and we typically around July Fourth time frame. We look at the halfway point of the year and we give some early award show candidates. We don't name out awards. We just give some candidates and we'll pick it back up in in December when we announce the winners. Uh, being that we're uh, we're a week earlier than normal from this because uh, I got married this past weekend. Uh, these shows have been recorded in advance uh, in advance of my wedding. So even if there's some stuff that you hear today that may be a little bit outdated, maybe some stuff that's outdated on the Money the Bank side of things. Uh, that is why, and that is also why we are not recapping reviewing Forbidden Door from this past weekend as well. We will do that on next week's edition of the show when we're back uh, in air quotes normal, our normal time frame. Uh, the same thing with Money in the Bank, so we'll recap and review Money in the Bank as well. But I figured, well, we got a little bit of time. Let's do some of that uh, special show stuff that uh, made us uh, in the early stages, in the early era of SRT that we like to do a lot. And uh, this is one of those shows that we typically do. So. Uh, we'll go through the award show categories here, Dr. Trey, and uh, we'll look at some candidates here. And I think the best way to start it off is with the first award show category that we uh, typically give out, and that is new story of the year. Um, some, some candidates I have is Vince McMahon returning to WWE and basically staging a coup. Uh, rumors of a potential WWE sale to the Saudi Arabia public investment fund light the internet on fire. WWE actually gets sold to Endeavor, the owners of the UFC. AEW announcing new Saturday Collision show. And the CM Punk drama overshining the Saturday Collision announcement. So I, I had about five candidates there when looking back at the uh, the year here at the halfway point. Yeah, those are those are probably my top five as well. And really, like Vince coming back, I didn't think anything gets off that. But then, you know, the company getting sold right up there with it. The collision, you know, the new show being announced, and then also, you know, doing not only that, but then, you know, AEW getting rid of uh, Elevation and Dark in favor of a Ring of Honor YouTube show, like that's kind of weird. But uh, like right off the top of my head, those are the top top few I can think of. Uh, and then looking at Breakout Star of the Year, I have about three candidates: two from WWE, one from AEW. Right now, I have Dominic Mysterio from Raw, Damian Priest from Raw. Orange Cassidy from AEW. Um, let's see. Dom, I'm with. Damian with. Orange. It's, is he bigger now than when he was shooting with Jericho? Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. I felt like him feuding with Jericho back in 2020 was kind of circumstance, and they wanted to develop him as, as a big star. And being that the pandemic was going on, it, he didn't. he wasn't able to absorb the fanfare that could go around that. I yeah. think this international championship run, I think he's bigger, to answer your question. I, I do think okay. he's bigger now and has broken out from that. But then they don't put him in the four-pillar map, you know, which is ludicrous to me. If you actually look at where those everybody is right now, I would say that Orange is probably a bigger, he's definitely a bigger star than Jungle Boy. Oh, agreed. You know, you know, and then arguably, like, you know, the Sammy hadn't been booked very well for a while leading into that match. I would have had Orange in there over, you know, either one of those two, so... Um, so I can get behind the Orange Cassidy because he's definitely gone up another level. I, I think you got to throw Jay Uso into the mix too. Mm, that's a good one. I'm gonna add that right now, Jay Uso. So because I mean, depending on what happens, you know, as we record the show earlier, what happens to Money in the Bank? I mean, it might be Roman and Jay at SummerSlam. And if they do that, that's gonna really put, once again put them up on that map on a different level. Yeah, yeah, I like that addition there. I, I feel like right now. That's a name I did not consider. I think I think Dominic Mysterio and Jay Uso could be the favorites right now for breakout star of the year. I mean, I think it's I think it's Dom considering where he was at, what he's what he's done in the last year um is on a different level. I mean, he's got like such nuclear heat. I mean, it's so good right now. So like Dom's really really the early odds on favorite, but then again, like I said, depends on what happens with Jay and then, you know, heck in 6 months, I mean, if we had a good Orange Cassidy MJF feud, to close out the year, it might jump Orange Cassidy back up the mix. Yeah, yeah, very true. I, but I think, I guess, I, I think we've narrowed it down to those four. I can't. Yeah. I don't feel like there's anybody else that 
is standing out to me. I, I don't know if a Carmelo Hayes jumps into there from the NXT side of things. Yes and no. I just think it's on it's I don't want to say it's on a lower level, but you know what Dom and Jay and Damian Priest and Orange Cassidy are doing on the big stages is still a little bit higher like a higher plane than what Carmelo's doing in NXT. I mean you also have that if you look at NXT then you have to throw Tiffany Stratton into the mix too because he's mm. come a long way. Yeah, I think some names that we could add over the next six months, I I would consider Tiffany Stratton in there. And I just think that Chris Statlander's stock is yeah. pretty interesting right now. Yeah, I mean, to and to do what they did with having her defeat Jade and end the streak, and then if they can build off of it, great. You know, it's just when you're dealing with, and I, I don't want to say that, but the T, the uh, the TBS championship is lower than the women's championship in AEW. So um, unless they elevate her into that feud with, you know, the outcast and everybody else and just – it, it's there, but like, I mean, she'd be, I think she don't, she's maybe a notch above Tiffany Stratton, but I don't think she's in the top four with the other people we mentioned. So there you go. Some of the candidates there for breakout star of the year, I like the discussion there about uh, some stock on the rise for the last six months of this year. Uh, moment of the year. The, this were, this was a pretty tough one. Um, I have Sami Zayn turning on the bloodline at the Royal Rumble. I have Brock Lesnar turning heel on Cody Rhodes at the Raw after WrestleMania. Can't believe that's on this list after <laughs> we originally discussed that. I got Jimmy Uso turning on the Bloodline in Night of Champions. Jay Uso turning on the Bloodline on SmackDown recently. Um, to me right now, I think the odds on favor to Sami Zayn's moment at the Royal Rumble. But is there anything that uh, that you would add to this list, Dr. Trey? Um, man, really, really. I mean, do you put the Logan Ricochet, Logan Paul Ricochet spot from the Rumble in there as a moment of the year? Uh, if you feel it should be. I, I personally wouldn't. I think that's more I mean, of a spot. Once again, the ones that you've made, well, it's a moment. A moment is a spot. It's so fair. That's, fair. My, that's my, my thought process on it. I don't. I mean, it's not up there with, the, uh, with all the turns on the bloodline. Um, yeah, Sammy's the early odds on favorite, but then, it, I mean... And we talked about it on last week's show, like the fact they kind of put the Jimmy and the Jay turn so close together kind of diminishes it a little bit. Um, maybe Adam Cole coming, you know, making his final really returning to AEW's up there because that was a big moment because he'd been gone for so long. And yeah, you know, that was in the beginning of this year. I like that. You know, immediately gets jumped up into the feud with Jericho, and then the feud, you know, the the beginning of the feud with MJF that we have going on. Um, that that's about all the ones I can think of. Right Are you now. adding the Logan Ricochet Larry no, spot? I was, I mean, because that that might have been the big, the the craziest spot we've seen. Like I, I mean, I've only seen that like a handful of times in wrestling. That was all in the independents. I've never seen it on a big stage. Um, but yeah, to me, it's, it's the it's the turns we mentioned, and then Adam Cole's return because and once again, because we're both Adam Cole marks, so you know that's up there. Uh, event of the year, I have WrestleMania 39, the Royal Rumble, and Backlash as my favorite shows this year. Are we splitting WrestleMania again this year? Uh, we did combine it. We did combine it up for the last couple of years. So Okay. Yeah, I mean, those were my top three as well. There's, I mean, was, and there's no AEW show that I can think of right now, right? No, I think I think we've, we've looked at our... I mean, if you look at the numbers, I think all the AEW shows are... Below those three. Yeah, so we've got AW Revolution. I gave it a 4.2. You gave it a 3.9. Uh, AW Double or Nothing. I gave it a 3.6. You gave it a 3.7. Rumble came in at 4.3. You gave it a 4.2. WrestleMania Saturday, I gave it a 4.8. You gave it a 4.7. Sunday, I gave it a 4.4. You gave it a 4.2. Uh, Backlash, we both gave a 4.2. So the closest would be Revolution. my rating and revolution. Yeah. And so, revolution, I don't I mean outside of Danielson MJF, I don't I don't remember much from it. I gotta be yeah. honest. <laughs> so yeah, I think the I think the ones we mentioned there, I think I think Rumble, uh Mania and Backlash. I mean the last three pay per views have been really, really good and kind of blown everything else out of the water right now. It's gonna be hard it's gonna be hard for anything else. I mean SummerSlam Obviously, we put they put a lot into, um, 
it's going to be hard for anything else the rest of the year to kind of catch up to those three. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. I mean, it's it's difficult to predict like, oh, well, I think this event's going to be badass. Um, but is there anything in the near term? I mean, I, I agree with you. SummerSlam in Detroit, Ford Field is probably going to be a blast. Uh, I think Money in the, the Bank this Saturday is going to be a lot of fun. The Wembley show. All in, I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's gonna be a lot riding on that show. So the Wembley show, especially, I mean, we're getting Omega, Osprey, Osprey in Wembley Stadium fighting Omega. That's, I mean, the crowd's gonna be nuts for that. That's what we're uh, assuming, right? I mean, that's an yeah. assumption right now. Yeah, I mean, and, but I mean, would, I mean, if you're if you're running the company, wouldn't that be one of your marquee matchups to have the hometown boy fighting Kenny Omega? I mean, that would well. I mean, the marquee matchup I would do for All In would be CMFTR versus the Elite. I, I like how you combine that. <laughs> That's what they're calling themselves now. Really? I didn't. I missed that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they got the T-shirt. I mean, to me, I, I like I, that'd be great for Wembley, but at the same time, like, it, like you want that Cardiff moment, like you had with Sheamus and you had with Drew. Because I mean, to have that many people, you you got to get a home. You got to get a, a hometown guy. I mean, what are you gonna bring Pac back to challenge Cassidy? I mean, like they they don't have a ton of. I mean, they don't have a ton of British guys on their roster right now. I mean, Kip Sabian challenging MJF. <laughs> you know, like what do you, what do you do? So, uh, if you want to capitalize on that feel good moment, you got to put Osprey. I mean, they might do Will Osprey and MJF. Who knows? I mean. Uh, but you got to capitalize on that crowd. It's like, you know, if if WWE runs a show in Tokyo, you're going to have Nakamura in a, in a feature spot. It's just the way it works. Um, moving along here, feud of the year. So some candidates I have, I have Zane and Owens taking on the bloodline, the entire bloodline. Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar, which we talked about at length a couple weeks ago. Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio. And uh, the Elite versus the Blackpool Combat Club from AEW. Those are some feud of the years. And there's really been no... Slam dunk, I would say. No, I mean, if you did Sammy versus the Bloodline, maybe you go that route. But it really has been. I mean, because Owens was shooting with them first, and then Sammy, and, and then Sammy and Kevin together. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Like, I mean, AEW really hasn't had the marquee feuds, other than the one you mentioned with the. I mean. Uh, no, but you know what? You, what's funny is just to take a step back because you made a great point. Like you could make a point that Sami Zayn and the Bloodline is feud of the year. Their stuff, and then they added Kevin Owens. You, I think you can make a case that Moxley and Hangman Adam Page is a yeah. feud of the year for AEW so far, even though it started last year. But that also morphed into the Elite versus the Blackpool Combat Club. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm trying to think like. Um, like those could still be like the one A one Bs for those feuds. Yeah, but I I do think the second half of the year we're primed for. I mean MJF really hasn't had a long feud with anybody. Um, you know what happens with Roman and and Jay and Jimmy. Uh, what about Seth? I mean you you got there's some options on the table at least. Yeah. For yeah. the second half of the year, so that that this is one of those ones where like earlier we mentioned like. It's going to be hard for anything to top the WrestleMania, Rumble, and Backlash shows the rest of the year, but it's also going to be hard for – I mean, not hard. It should be easier for a few to jump into the mix in the second half of the year given that they – I mean, Sammy and the Bloodlines will be hard to top, but, you know, really it just kind of depends on how far you go down the family civil war within the Bloodline the second half of the year. Yeah, I mean, looking at some of the tea leaves right now, um, Adam Cole versus MJF has a ton of potential. Um, CM Punk in his collision promo teased feuding with MJF again because he never lost the championship. That could be back in there if they decide to go the Punk-MJF route for an all-in. Um, who knows? Maybe coming off a Forbidden Door this past weekend. Maybe Brian Danielson because of Chico Okada could be something in there. But there's been really no true slam dunk. And I feel like by the end of the... Like, Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio, we really haven't discussed. Like, I thought that was a really good feud. And it ended basically at WrestleMania, bled a little bit into Backlash. But I think by the time we get to December this year, that'll be forgotten about. I, I think the, the favorite right now may be... I think it may be Zayn and Owens versus the Bloodline or Cody and Brock. Depending on how that goes for the rest of the summer. 
Yeah, and then you still got do the C the CMFTR and the Elite cross paths in any way because if that happens, yeah. that'll be amazing. That's going to jump up because you get all the backstory intrigue as well. So that's what I'm saying. Like it, it's like you know Zayn and the Bloodlines to me the early favorite, but if you get Punk Omega FTR, you know, and, and the Bucks all mixed together, that could really jump up quickly. Just looking at the history, the last two feud of the years for me. Uh, were in last year was Punk and MJF from AEW. The year prior was Jericho and MJF from AEW. Uh, for you last year, Dr. Trey, it was Cody and Seth from WWE, then Jericho and MJF from AEW in 2021. I always felt like, or have felt like since it launched, that feuds were a staple for all elite wrestling. And I think that they've they've kind of lost that way a little bit, and that disappoints me. I, I love those long long-term feuds that they've that they've done in the past. And I think the closest thing we've gotten is that elite Blackpool combat club. They still got six months to salvage it. If they want to throw a feud in there at some point, but I feel like that's something that's been missing from AW lately. I felt like feud of the year was like an AW owned category for, for some time on this podcast. Yeah. I mean, really the only thing I could think of in AW this year was Danielson and MJF. Yeah. You know, and that, that was, was short. Really that was a short yeah. one, but you know, and that was something we talked about MJF kind of needed, but that was it was short because they turned Danielson heel right after it. So you didn't get to see it play out anymore. I mean, really, MJF hasn't had that. That's the thing. Like, you look at yours, the last two feuds involved MJF. Yeah. He really hasn't done anything long term so far this year. So I don't know if they're building to something for him or something big's in the pipeline, but, you know, you got to have a great talker sometimes for these feuds to really play out. And, you know, they're kind of not using MJF in that role right now. What about Omega and Takeshka slash Don Callis? Do you think that has some potential for feud of the year stuff? It has potential because Callis has so much heat right now, but like, once again, it's kind of hit and miss. So it kind of depends on how, like right now, like, you know, as we talk about Forbidden Door, it's Omega and Osprey. Then, you know, you, you, you start heading towards the Wembley show. It's like, are they going to do Omega and, you know, Takashita there or do are they saving it for something else because at some point you have to kind of build off of it um, and I know right now they're trying to build Takashita up more uh, to make it be credible when they finally square off but you know are you losing a little bit of the luster the longer this goes until they finally touch yeah it's interesting it's still no slam dunks which is great for the rest of the year but um, we'll see by the end of this year if it's like well that was a tough one to call uh, there really wasn't many feuds. And that's what makes wrestling so great, I felt like, is feuds and storylines. And there's really been none in the short amount of time recently that have really stood out. There have been some good good stuff, right? Zayn and the Bloodline was fantastic. Rhodes and Lesnar has been fantastic, but that's kind of on, on ice right now. And Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio is behind us. Elite and Blackpool Combat Club have done some really good stuff, but it's not the normal AEW feuds that we're typical, typically used to. So... Uh, a category certainly to keep it, keep an eye on here for the rest of uh, 2023 because it'll be December before we know it, and uh, we'll be talking about actual winners the next time we look at these categories. Uh, next category here is match of the year. Um, some candidates I have is Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair from WrestleMania 39, Gunther versus Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre from WrestleMania 39, Bianca Belair versus Io Sky from Backlash. MJF versus Brian Danielson from AEW Revolution. And uh, despite my disdain for them pushing this down our throats, I'm going to throw in MJF, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy from AEW, double or nothing. Mm. I know, yeah. I know. I'm, I'm just, that I'm was a my, good fatal four-way. I, I still throw in Kevin and Sammy versus the Usos as well. Like, I really match. enjoyed that. Yep. Um, trying to think, I mean... Those are the ones off the top of my head. I really, I mean, trying to think if there's anything else that kind of jumps up in that category. But I loved Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio at WrestleMania 39. Yeah, but it got overshadowed so much by, you know, the other matches. Like, I mean, Rhea and Charlotte, Kevin, you know, and, and then Kevin, Sammy, and the Usos, to me, were two better matches than that one. So that's why it kind of gets... Not pushed to the side, but, you know, almost kind of like, yeah, that was great, too. But did you see Rhea and Charlotte? Did you see Owens and Zayn in the bloodline? So, R- Rollins and Logan Paul was really good from WrestleMania Roll- 39. Yeah. 
And then even though people hated the finish, Cody and Roman was really good. It was. That was a very good match. Yes. So, um, and then even Damian Priest and Bad Bunny had backlash. That was a good match. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's several candidates. So it's just. Are those some of these matches you want me to add to the list? I, I added Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos to yeah, the list. Definitely that one. I was, I mean, the Bad Bunny Damian Priest one was just so much fun. You want me to add that? I would. All right, I let's just, add it. See, that's that's up there. Um, but I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, MJF and Danielson was really good too. Yeah, I had that on my list as, okay. list as well. Yeah, so that's yeah. on there. I don't think anything AEW's topped that one so far this year, though. So just MJF and Danielson, you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I would, agree. I would agree. I, I would put, I would put the Fatal Four Way behind that match. Um, I felt like Danielson and MJF was pretty good too. Yeah. So, uh, all right, match of the year candidates, and then you know, as we look forward here towards the rest of the year, some matches that have potential, like whatever Roman ends up doing. I mean, we, we have no Roman Reigns match on, on here, which is kind of surprising. Um, you got to figure maybe Cody versus Brock at SummerSlam, if they end up going with that bull rope match, could be falling on this list. Yeah, yeah, actually, no Cody match on here as well. And he's one of my favorite in-ring performers right now. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, yeah. And like I said, like we talked earlier, if we, have, if we happen to get a Punk Omega, you know, obviously if that, if that comes to fruition and those guys perform at the levels they're capable of, I mean, you could possibly get an FTR Bucks match in there as well if those, if that comes to fruition. Yeah. Um, you know, if you get Jay and Roman at SummerSlam or somehow you get the Rock and Roman, like that might jump up the list a bit too. I mean, hell, we had match of the year a couple of years ago was, you know, Owens and, and um, excuse me, Owens and Steve Austin. So if you get the Rock and Roman, you're going to get the nostalgia plus, you know, Roman's a fantastic worker. So, yeah, yeah, cool stuff. Cool stuff ahead here. So something to keep an eye on for uh, match of the year for the rest of 2023. Next category is tag team of the year. Some candidates I have, I feel like there's like this top tier, then it's it's kind of everybody else. Uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, the Usos, FTR, and then kind of the rest of the field. Um, I, I put them below those three I just named, that being the Guns and the Acclaimed for AEW. Yeah, that's why I was I had the I had the Acclaimed, like you mentioned the top three, and then I had the Acclaimed fourth and the Guns fifth. So um I'm trying to think if there's anybody else like nobody in really in WWE has kind of jumped up even in no even though I they've mean, done a good job with the tag team say, division lately. You could say Gallus. Gallus has been good. Yeah, you want me to put him on the list? I, I mean, they've had a strong run as NXT tag team champions. So, yeah. Um, and depend. I mean, right now, like, there's you look at the tag teams in NXT and like they've already beat the Creed brothers and Pretty Deadly's on the main roster right now. So. I mean, they could have these belts for the next six months, and I wouldn't be surprised. Is there any other tag teams that um, that come to mind? Because I actually want to go back to a category, because as we were doing the show, I was like, <laughs> oh, man, I think we forgot some people. Uh, no, I'm good. So if we go back to Breakout Star of the Year, I have two names I want to add. And Jack, well, we'll discuss this uh, openly here. Let me know if you think we should add these names. So Breakout Star of the Year, uh, L.A. Knight. Or is this someone uh, I, that stock is on the rise that you're like, all right, keep an eye on them? On, yeah, his stock's on the rise. Okay. I mean, he's still having to recover from the Bray Wyatt stuff. Fair, fair. Um, it so, depends on his. It depends on the money in the bank performance. Too. So, like a Chris Statlander, we're saying stocks on the rise for LA Knight potentially for that category. And then think, going, yeah, go yeah, ahead. I would, say, I, I would say Statlander's would be higher to me than LA Knight because she actually won something. Mm, interesting, but I mean, nobody is getting that sincere pop like LA Knight is, I feel like right now. No, he's fun and yeah. people love fun. So, um, but like how, like, I don't know. Like if he, if he were to fight Roman, if they were to say, Hey, uh, Friday night on SmackDown, 
L.A. Knight and Roman Reigns. Right? Would anybody buy in that L.A. Knight had a chance yet? And that's why I just don't think he's got to that level of credibility yet where he's looked at as a viable competitor for a main event picture type thing. I don't want to give away too much of my predictions right now, but I just have a feeling that coming out of Money in the Bank, heading into SummerSlam, I wouldn't be surprised if they start to turn L.A. Knight babyface and the person that he feuds with is Logan Paul. Like if there's someone that can turn L.A. Knight babyface, it's, it's Logan Paul. Yeah, no, that that would make a ton of sense. That'd be fun. I I mean, Logan Paul's got uh, like almost got the Dominic heat, but it, that could turn you know La Knight. I I don't. The only thing with La Knight is is kind of like he's so likable as a heel. It's kind of like that when Miz had his really strong heel run, where you and I were like, "This is fantastic. This is the best thing going right now." And then they turned him babyface, and it just fell flat. I kind of I. I don't think you have to change him all that much, to be honest with you. Yeah, but they they always tinker a little too much. And that's my only worry is that they tinker too much and he loses his coolness factor to it. It's kind of like the Seth thing. Like Seth was yeah. a heel. And then okay. they just let him, they, they let him run as a babyface and it was work because they haven't changed anything about it. Sometimes they start tinkering with it or guys feel like they have to do something different and it loses its coolness factor to it. I think the only thing would be that they're like – like LA Knight is going to go through the Rock's blueprint for turning babyface from ninety eight ninety nine. Yeah, I think it would be that's the closest thing that is similar. Um, and then just the other name I want to add to Breakout Star of the Year potentially. We have to have this as a as a team meeting here. How do you <laughs> feel about Wesley NXT? Um, or is he I on the like cusp? It. Is he someone in stock? I, I I like it. You know, my only worry about Wesley is always the size. You know, like can yeah. he? But dude, we love Dominic right now. But Dominic's bigger than Wesley. I mean, Wesley. Oh, I, 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 you I mean, know in size or yeah, popularity? Size, actual size. Because <sighs> really? at some point, like, can you put Wesley in the ring with Braun Breaker and make it look like make it look like he's got a shot? You know, I mean, he's a hundred and fifty-five, hundred and sixty pounds tops. Is he? Yeah, dude. I, I like he's he's five. He's like five eight, one sixty. Okay. Like so, he shredded. I mean, it's literally because I know the guy and I've stood next to him. And when I stood next to him four years ago, I had probably almost a hundred pounds. Well, probably close to like fifty pounds on the guy, and I was two inches taller. So it's just, I love the kid. He's fantastic. The crowd loves him. He's always going to be that perpetual underdog, and so it could work. But you would need him in a few with Braun Breaker to really make him jump up to the next level because you have to make it look like there's, he has no shot in hell and somehow pulls it out. All right, so, so something to think there. I feel like maybe uh, LA Knight definitely has some potential. Maybe maybe not with Wesley for the breakout star candidate. Yeah. Just, Based on I, what he, we're saying here. He just, I mean, the feud, with, like, the feud with Dijak was good, but like if you had that feud with Dijak and they had the last man standing match like Dijak had with Dragunov, it, it's, it's a different story. It's just, hmm. He's doing so many multi-man matches that he can sneak out victories, but like you need to see him kind of, it's, it's the, it's kind of like the Cody Rose that we talked about last year. He needs that one-on-one big obstacle to overcome to really cement everything and, and move him up the next level. Let's look at uh, next candidates here for female wrestler of the year. So my candidates are Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Jamie Hayter. Do you leave Tony Storm out just because she's part of the group? I leave Tony Storm out right now because I think she's she's building up her year. I also leave Asuka out right now because I feel like she's building up her year. I, I wouldn't be shocked if Tony or Asuka fall into those uh, potential candidates for the end of this year. I mean, right now for me, it's Rhea and everybody else. Exactly. I, I think this is Rhea it's, Ripley's it's not award to lose. Yeah. What so, do you think about Jamie Hayter, though? You think she falls in that you know strong candidate list? Yes, but it's it's a distant second. Like I have her above Bianca right now, and then also well, we we don't know how long she's going to be out for. True. Like I know, so like I mean, if she's out, if it's if she's back in a month and she has a strong second half, she can jump right back up there. But if she's out three or four months, she's going to fall down the list. Um, male wrestler of the year. Some candidates I have. I have five of them. Roman Reigns. Cody Rhodes, MJF, Gunther, 
and Sami Zayn. And I think this field is potentially wide open again. I think Cody right now is my favorite, but I think this is a very open field. See, right now, like I like I have Seth like right up at the very top. That's true. Always forget Seth. Yeah, I mean that's a guy who's actually won this award twice from us. <laughs> we almost take it for granted sometimes. Um, damn, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else that can really jump up the list. I mean, it kind of depends on what they do with Brian. Like Danielson had the great match with MJF, and if he has a great match with Okada, but then if he's constantly loot like. Do like do wins and losses matter in this category to a degree? Because I, I mean, to a degree, people. I think they do. I mean, it really matter. I mean, I mean, who is Danielson in that vein? I mean, vein of of male rest of the year right now. I I don't think so, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of people on AEW side outside because really outside of MJF, nobody's had a. I mean, strong run in AEW? I would argue Orange Cassidy, but that's where he goes into yeah. my breakout star category. Yeah. But he's also competing against, I don't want to say the lower tier of AEW, but definitely the middle tier of AEW. Yeah, it's the workhorses. Yeah, but like nobody in the upper level outside of MJF, and even MJF wrestles sparingly, mm-hmm. has had a strong run, but that's the Roman approach. You know, Roman doesn't wrestle a ton either, but his presence overshadows everything. Um. Yeah, like to me, like, it's, it's Cody, Roman, Gunther, Seth, MJF, and who else did you mention? Uh, I meant. Well, I did not. I I just said that he falls into my breakout. Oh, okay. Sorry, I did Roman, Cody, MJF, Gunther, Sami Zayn. You added Seth freaking Rollins to the list. Yeah, yeah. Like really, that's that's the top that I can think of. Yeah, and I think people on the rise. I think obviously CM Punk could be in this discussion by the end of the year. Um. Depending on where he goes, Kenny Omega as always, John Moxley as always, but I feel like those are probably the top six right now at this halfway point of 2023. I can't think of anybody else to be honest with you. So, do do you push Dominic down a little bit because the win loss record is not great? For for what male wrestler of the year? I mean, he's got more heat and gets a larger crowd reaction than just about anybody else. Dom does not I don't put him in male rest of the year category. By the way, how crazy I, I think he is he's a breakout star because that's somebody that we just did not think would ever become who he's become becoming so I mean, far. If if they if him and Cody have a great match at Money in the Bank and Dominic somehow wins, it's it's gonna push him up that ladder. Yeah, I just don't. I don't think he's in the Roman Cody, MJF, Gunther, no. Sami Zayn, Seth freaking Rollins category. Yeah, no. I mean, I think Finn Balor and Damian Priest, looking at Judgment Day, are higher on that list than he is right now. Yeah, I, well, see, I'd actually put Dominic over Finn right now for really? the year. I, I don't know, <laughs> man. I think because Finn. Finn has. And that's the one thing we talked about, and we'll bring it up when we talk about the Money in the Bank show. Finn has been kind of the guy who takes the losses when Judgment Day loses. So well, I mean Damian took the pin recently, which was surprising. Yeah. But I, don't know, I think they kind of spread that out a little bit. I think yeah. I think Finn's could be on the rise. Um you know and, and the Finn Edge stuff we actually failed to mention for feud of the year. I think maybe the way that ended and Edge not being on television each week is something that we've kind of forgotten about. But I mean Edge and Finn Balor was not a bad feud either. Yeah, and that's one of those. It's kind of like a if you have a fire and then the fire goes out for a little bit, but then it pops up somewhere else. It, that's how, that's what it kind of reminds me of when it comes to a feud, and, and you kind of understand it being uh, you know a fireman. True, true. Uh, wrestling promotion of the year. So we always spread this out. So we look at NXT, SmackDown, and and Raw as their own separate promotion because that's how they're booked. I know right now we're the early infancy stages. There's a brand new show for AEW with Collision, and there's Dynamite. The belief is, and maybe this has already been announced by the time this podcast drops, that there is going to be a brand split. But for the purposes of this discussion today, still keeping AEW as its own sole promotion because we've not heard if there is an actual brand split between the two. Uh, With that said, for me, my wrestling promotion of the year, I would put SmackDown 1, Raw 2, and I don't think anybody else holds a candle to the rest of them, unfortunately. Yeah, I, like it's it's a weird. This is a weird one for me in a sense because you have the upper tier of what SmackDown does, the Bloodline stuff, but then you have the depth of quality on Raw. So it's kind of like, do you go for the star power or do you go for the the depth? And 
like right now, I, I do think the Bloodline storyline has helped elevate Raw above, or excuse me, elevate SmackDown above Raw. But I think Raw has more compelling television the entire course of the show than SmackDown does. So I still have SmackDown slightly ahead of Raw, and then I have AEW coming in third rate. Um, and then finally, our SRTU Wrestler of the Year. Um, you know, some of the names that we had there was Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, MJF, Gunther. Seth freaking Rollins, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Jamie Hayter. Those are some of the candidates that we've had for the um, the two other categories for male and female wrestlers of the year. For me, Dr. Trey, like if it was today, if somebody was like, all right, who's your SRTU wrestler of the year? I, I think I would give it to Rhea Ripley. Yeah, it was coming down to Rhea and Sammy for me. And I think Sammy's lost a little steam since WrestleMania, which might pull him down a little bit. Um, but yeah, I have Rhea, Sammy, and then Roman. It's kind of like my rankings right now. I think I would go Rhea, Cody, Roman. Yeah, I think I, think, I, think I would put is... Cody up there ahead of of Sammy and, and Roman as well. I mean, and I love Gunther. I, guess, I think Gunther's been great. I guess if you go off the actual timeline, because I'm still, I, I guess in my head, I'm still counting Elimination Chamber into the mix. Yeah, no, no, count everything in there. Count the whole so, first year. Yeah. If you go from January, which is the Rumble, through now, yeah, maybe Cody jumps ahead of Sammy there for me, so I can see that point. I would then I would probably go Rhea, Roman, Cody, Sammy. Yeah, uh, but but we both agree that Rhea is is the favorite right yeah. now, which is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, she's getting a bigger response than anybody, and it's, and she's a heel, and she's getting cheered in most venues right now. So it's crazy how popular she is. Yeah, no, it's 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 really really cool to see, and and I'm very very happy for her, and she deserves that that recognition right now. So if this was, if this was, uh, what the hell is the last Thursday in December this year? Let's say, folks, stand by. Last Thursday, last show of the year is supposed to be on December the twenty eighth. If this was December twenty eighth, two thousand twenty three, uh, Doctor Trey and I both would be giving our SRTU rest of the year to Rhea Ripley right now. So yeah. Massive props to her. She's had a phenomenal year and uh, hopefully continues that way for the rest of this year. Um, all right, so there's there's the halfway award show candidates, Dr. Trey. Not bad. I think that was a lot of fun looking back at the first six months of the year. Yeah, I and mean, people get a little bit of a peek behind our thought process when we do these award shows. So uh, it was compelling radio if you want to get a sneak peek into the mind of uh, Jeff Peck and Trey Franklin. Yeah, which sometimes people really don't want to get into, but <laughs> that's how we are. Uh, all right, let's wrap this up with our Money in the Bank preview and predictions. It comes to us this Saturday from the O2 Arena in London, England. Let's start with the men's Money in the Bank ladder match for a men's championship match. You have Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura, LA Knight, Santos Escobar, Butch, Damian Priest, and the newly added Logan Paul. Um, I'll go first, Dr. Trey. I kind of tipped my hand earlier. At one point, I thought it was going to be LA Knight, but I just have this feeling that maybe LA Knight and Logan Paul is a matchup that we may see at SummerSlam. I think Logan Paul's addition to this match will add to something for SummerSlam. I think the closest could be LA Knight. I think you could also make a case for Ricochet as well. Um, But with that said, I had originally picked LA Knight, but I think I'm going to go with Damian Priest to win the men's Money in the Bank uh, ladder match, Dr. Trey. So I'm going to go with Damian Priest. (laughs) Yeah, I've gone kind of back and forth on this one mainly because you have a baby face champion on raw and you still have a heel champion on smackdown and typically the heels usually win this um and if you're doing an actual brand split the the best heel is on the show is damian priest and i think that could cause some infighting within the within judgment day i mean we've seen a little bit of alluding to that so i'm with you i'm gonna lean damian priest as well uh, for money in the bank although Damian Priest would be one, and then LA Knight would be two. So I'm with you on that. Uh, women's Money in the Bank ladder match for a women's championship match. We have Zelina Vega, Becky Lynch, Zoe Stark, Bailey or Shotzi. So you can kind of see where we're recording this podcast now. And EO Sky and Trish Stratus. Uh, Dr. Trey, let's start with you. Who do you like winning the women's Money in the Bank ladder match? Oh, this, this one's really, really tricky. Um, because, you, once again, you have heels technically heels as the champions on both shows so uh i think i'm gonna take eo sky right now yeah i'm so I'm, I'm, 
I'm with I'm taking Eo Sky because I think Eo and Asuka would be really great a really great match and then also help elevate you know the Japanese performers on SmackDown. So I think I, I think I'll lean Eo Sky right now. And I'm going to take Eo Sky as well. Um, I looked at this. I was like, what would be a really fun matchup? Similar thoughts. Eo Sky Asuka would be a lot of fun. Who would most benefit from winning this match? Whose stock is on the rise that's in this match? And I feel like the the person with that would be Eo Sky. So. I know Eos Guy is a uh, Triple H girl. He likes her performances, as do I as a wrestling fan. So both of us going with Eos Guy to win the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, next match is Cody Rhodes taking on Dominic Mysterio. I'll start Dr. Trey. You don't have Cody in this match unless Brock is making an appearance. It costs the match uh, for him to take the L. So I'm going to take Cody Rhodes defeating Dominic Mysterio. Yeah, my thought press was... is. Were they gonna fly? Can they fly Brock to London? <laughs> so I'm, just trying, I'm just picturing Brock on a flight from like Manitoba all the way to London, and him just being cranky. Um, I'm taking Cody as well, although it, I would say the Brock part of it would lean it, like help elevate the SummerSlam stuff if they went that route. But right now, on paper, not thinking that Brock would go all the way to London. I'll take Cody. Next match is Seth freaking Rollins defending the WWE World Heavyweight Championship against Finn Balor. Dr. Trey, who do you like in this one? Uh, well, we picked Damian Priest to win Money in the Bank, and although maybe that might be a fun storyline that, hey, hey if, if Finn's the champ, can Damian cash in on him at any moment? Uh, but I, I just think the better television is, plus you got to keep the belt on Seth for a little bit, so I'm going to take Seth to retain. I really want to pick Finn Balor to win this one based on my Money in the Bank prediction as well, but uh, and being a fan of Finn as well, but I'm going to go with Seth freaking Rollins. I think it would be way too soon for him to drop the championship, but uh, they are making it pretty compelling heading into this match for Money in the Bank. Um, and then that takes us into presumably the main event. It's the Bloodline Civil War tag team match as the Bloodline of Roman Reigns and Sola Sokoa take on the Usos. Um, I'm going to take Roman Reigns and Sola Sokoa getting the victory and defeating the Usos at Money in the Bank, Dr. Trey. Yeah, this one, maybe I... I'm trying to think if I want to go different just because we've picked everything the same so far, uh, and I'm trailing you on the year, so it's either go along with this and maintain or take a chance. Um, but we just had Roman and Solo lose at Backlash, so I will take Roman and Solo getting the win uh, as well. By the way, if Damian Priest wins Money in the Bank, can they do Freebird rules with the Money in the Bank briefcase that any member of Judgment Day could cash in at any time? That would be interesting. I don't believe they can, but that would be a very interesting <laughs> and intriguing storyline. So like, both... Dom- like Dominic steals the briefcase and goes and cashes in? Yeah, yeah, that would be pretty funny. That would be <laughs> very weird and funny at the same time. And, and Damian didn't know about it either. Yeah. Um, all right, so both of us taking the bloodline to win the bloodline civil war, and uh, those are all the matches that we know. If there have been matches that have been announced since we've recorded this show, we'll obviously recap and review them on next week's edition of the podcast. But uh, like I said at the jump, there we're pre-recording these a little bit in advance um, due to me getting married and the anticipation of just getting some new shows out there, some regular content for you guys. Keep the streak going as we approach. Episode number 700 in two weeks, which is insane to think of as well. Um, So, yeah, we will recap and review both Money in the Bank and AEW and New Japan Presents Forbidden Door on next week's edition of the podcast. Uh, With that said, let's get a couple of plugs and sponsors out of the way. You can download the show every Thursday or Friday at uh, realguyradio.com, Russell Chatnet on Twitter, and the Still Real Show iTunes feed. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. To help us climb the charts on iTunes, you can follow us both individually on Twitter for myself at SRTU Jeff and for Dr. Trey Franklin at the Dr. Trey. And of course, don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at SRTU Podcast. With that being said, what is going on in the wonderful world of Dr. Trey Franklin this week? Well, like Jeff said, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at the Dr. Trey. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram, Dr. Trey Franklin. When you're on Facebook, check out Rocket City Championship Wrestling. Uh, we are heading into our, our big show coming up uh, July 1st. Uh, so be sure to check it out there. You can go on there, see photos, videos, hear me on commentary, hear me doing announcing. Jeff, I even ring the freaking bell, depending oh, on the weekend. I have man like of five the people. jobs. Yeah, I have a five, I'm, a, I'm a five-tool player at Rocket City, Jeff. Back. Unbelievable, Dr. Trey. Unbelievable. <laughs> that is a five-tool player. Ringing the bell, commentating, announcing, dancing at halftime. Unbelievable. 
By the way, for all you fans out there, don't let Jeff lie to you right now. Like, he's on his honeymoon. I'm actually sharing the hotel room with him right now while we record the show. Yeah, I just figured it. Yeah. Which, by the way, you did not apply the sunblock to my back very well. Uh, but it is what it is. It's very nice to have him here for for the, uh, the congratulations sake. So, yeah, no, we just lied the entire time. So, well, I, mean, um, I, can't, I, can't, I can't be a six tool player. Sunblock is not my specialty. Nope, that's it. Hey, mine either. Mine neither. That's just <laughs> being born that way. Um, all right, that will do it for this week's edition of the podcast. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for uh, subscribing. Thank you for spreading the word about the Still Real Dish Show. Once again, we will be back next week for episode number 699 on July the 6th, as we will recap and review both AW New Japan Pro Wrestling Presents Forbidden Door 2023 and WWE Money in the Bank 2023. Then in two weeks, on July the 13th, episode number 700. So uh, until next week, enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you for downloading. For Dr. Trey Franklin, I am Jeff Peck. This is The Still Real Plus Show.